Our chapter for today is 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. This is another brief chapter uh, in which Paul is essentially expressing his thankfulness and gratitude for the fact that the Thessalonians believers have remained steadfast and faithful in the midst of their hardships and afflictions. Near the end of the chapter, Paul introduces the theme of the second coming of Christ, which will be a major, major theme in the next chapter, the second coming. The present chapter, chapter 3, mainly stays on the topic of afflictions in the life of the Christian. So let's just say a few words about that here. Um, Paul begins the chapter talking about how when he and Silas were in Athens, he was still concerned about the hardships the young believers there in Thessalonica were enduring and how he sent Timothy to encourage them and, and learn how they were, how they were getting along. Long and he says in verses one and two, that's what he did. But then he says something interesting in verse three. He says, for you yourselves know that we were destined for this. We were destined for this. Destined for what? For afflictions and hardships. How do we know this? Well, for a couple of reasons. First of all, that was the reason Paul sent Timothy to them in the first place. So they had already been talking about hardships when he said, We were destined for this. And second of all, Paul elaborates further on it when he says in the very next verse, verse 4, saying, For when we were with you, we kept telling you beforehand that we were to suffer affliction just as it has come to pass and just as you know. So the question is, why? Why would a Christian be destined for these hardships and afflictions? And what kind of hardships and afflictions are we talking about? Well, let's take the second question first. There is a sense in which everyone, Christian or not, is destined for some kind of hardships. We live in a fallen world, a world in which death and sickness are all too real. But there's another sense in which the Christian finds himself or herself the target of afflictions not necessarily afflicted on others. It's that kind of uh, hardship that seems to be in view here because in the very next verse, uh, Paul mentions in verse 5 that the tempter, that is Satan, and how he feared that Satan and his schemes might get the best of some of them and they fall away. The Christian can be sure that he will not only face the normal hardships of living in a fallen world that everyone, regardless of their faith, experiences, but will also face hardships and trials that come specifically from the hand of Satan. These could come in an endless variety of disguises, so it's difficult to describe here what they would, will necessarily look like, but the Bible is clear that they're destined to come. So back to the why question. Why would the Lord even allow Satan to bring added afflictions into the Christian's life that he otherwise likely would not have to experience? Why would God allow those Thessalonian Christians to experience added afflictions simply because they had, by his grace, given their lives to Christ? Well, Paul doesn't elaborate on that question here, but that's not to say that the Bible doesn't elaborate on it anywhere. One good example is Peter's discussion of it in 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7, where Peter says, In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been uh, grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Did you catch his explanation in those verses? First of all, he, he acknowledges that various trials are often necessary for the Christian. But why? Peter's answer is so that there would be a tested genuineness of your faith. 
trials, afflictions, hardships prove the metal of our profession of faith and they build the strength of our faith. So whenever you face trials of various kinds, uh, don't lose heart or think that God is not with you or is against you somehow. You can be sure that God is for you. That's the promise of Romans 8.31. And, and that he uses those trials, even those instigated by Satan himself, for our good and not for our harm. Uh, throughout the trial, God is both proving your faith, proving it to Satan too, just like he did Job, and at the same time, proving himself faithful to you. Those are just a few thoughts from 1 Thessalonians chapter 3.